1: Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach us that way as well. Either way works for us, just get a hold of us. If you want more shows every week on Thursdays, we release a bonus show for members only to the website. So if you want more of The Confessionals on a weekly basis, go to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. Now, I want to let you guys know we have several different things to talk about this week. We have a partnership with My Patriot Supply. All you have to do if you want to stock up on some emergency preparedness food, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. And you can stock up on some emergency supply food. You look around the world today, it's a little crazy. I can certainly see the supply chain getting cut off. And so if you want to prepare with some food that will last up to 25 years of shelf life, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com and get your emergency supply food today. We have wax melts on the website. If you go to the professionalspodcast.com, hit the store section. We heard the lady saying that they didn't buy beard oil because they don't have beards, but they wish that we had something that they could use. Well, we made wax melts. The Sasquatch scent of the beard oil was the most popular one to date. And so we decided to take that scent and put it in wax melts so that anybody can purchase something that smells good from the confessionalspodcast.com. So if that is your interest, go ahead and check that out. And I want to let you guys know that this Friday, we're going to be doing a special live show on YouTube. I'm not sure how we're going to lay it out yet. we either going to do the whole thing for the public or maybe the first half for the public and then the second half for members. I'm not sure yet, but we're going to be talking to Mr. X Dreams, who is somebody that has opinions about what's going on in today's current event climate. He is a police officer in Miami. He happens to be an African-American police officer, and he's going to be coming on to talk about his experiences of what's been happening behind the scenes in his life. And he's also going to be talking about a lot of different paranormal type dreams that he's been having and it's just going to be a great conversation if you remember we had him on for episode 118 taking the red pill with Mr. X dreams. it was an awesome show him and I got to know each other and we've been in constant communication since then he's a great guy and I promise you're going to love this live show with a live call-in number. So please be ready to call in and add to the conversation. This show is going to be live on the website. Go to the confessionalspodcast.com and at the top tab, you'll see live show on Friday. You click that and you'll be able to watch the live show right there for the public. And if I go private, members, you'll be able to watch the entire show right away from the members homepage. So if that interests you, check it out. Friday night, 9pm. Eastern Standard Time with me and Mr. X-Dreams live. Now, this week we have Ryan coming on the show, and he has a Mothman-like experience. And he has a lot of other paranormal experiences he's going to be sharing with us. But before we get to Ryan, I want to share with you some things that I have been finding out about a UFO experience that people have been having in Brazil that people are starting to call the new Area 51. This is something that happened last month. I've been hearing about it bits and pieces here and there. And it has to do with a UFO experience that a lot of people in Brazil had and the military was involved, and the US military was involved. So we're gonna get to all that information now, and then we're gonna bring on Ryan. Let's go. Did you have an encounter an extraterrestrial being. Recife, Brazil, was ground zero. People are not asking the right questions. They're not asking the right
2: questions because they kind of think they already know the answers. 400 people saw two
0: different ships come down with two different sizes of creatures. He was able to detect
6: the fetus of some creature.
4: According to MUFON, the largest privately
0: funded UFO research organization in the world, there are 500 UFO sightings in the world every month.
5: Every month. Consegui furar o bloqueio da empresa, da industria. Gente, tá aqui mesmo. Um disco voador. Muito grande. Tamo
0: anti-ônibus. Gente, muito grande. No mentira. No mentira, gente.
2: You're awake, by the way. You're not having a terrible, terrible dream. Also, you're not dead and you haven't gone to hell.
3: This morning the Pentagon is bracing for more questions about this secretive $22 million Pentagon program which they acknowledge for the first time over the weekend to investigate UFOs among the questions, why they say they shut it down, what they could have potentially learned about visitors to our planet, and perhaps most importantly, would visitors come and peace. Navy gents
2: couldn't keep up with them at times. Uh, one of the pilots, we quote, uh, was looking down into the water and saw a huge object under the water and another object covering a gun Do you
5: know what
2: this will do to people when they find out the truth? vote on the news, and here's the winner. We have huge, heavenly body God. right here in our solar system. Evidence is mounting this. There's a whole fleet of them on the ASA. my gosh, they're all going against the wind. The wind's 100, point off the west. I have never seen anything in my life had the performance, the acceleration. Keep in mind, this thing had no wings, and it's moving around left, right, forward, back. The radar immediately starts being jammed all of a sudden it takes off. No aircraft that we know of can fly at those speeds, maneuver like that, and looks like that. I think it was not from this world. We are
1: new only moments ago, New York has come under attack. Witnesses claim to have seen hundreds of UFOs. It's opening fire! Oh! Right, so I want to talk to you guys about this experience that's been happening or happened in Maj, Brazil. I think I'm pronouncing that right, M A G E Brazil. There was a big UFO experience that happened last month in May, and I think it was May 12th or May 13th. I've been hearing different reports, but I think it was either May 12th or May 13th that this happened. And there was a whole town of Maj that actually saw these UFOs, these lights in the sky forming in different shapes, doing different maneuvers. And a lot of people were catching it on video and they're tweeting it out. They're putting it on Reddit and it was going viral instantly. It was all over the place on Twitter, but something happened. Those tweets and those Reddit posts were taken down. Nobody knows why. There's theories out there, but one thing's for sure. Maj Brazil UFO was a hashtag that was trending on Twitter, trending enough that it caught a lot of people's attention. There was a lot of tweets going out about it. And then all of a sudden, it was deleted off Twitter and it was deleted off Reddit. And now, obviously, your conspiracy bone is kicking in and you're like, ah, why? Well, maybe it was because it was real and they didn't want people talking about it. You see, there is UFOs all over the sky. There was videos, there's pictures. They're popping up everywhere on Twitter and Reddit. There were some videos that I found that I didn't think were very authentic because it almost looked like something out of Star Wars. It looked like an intergalactic battle happening in the sky and blue beams shooting down to the ground. I didn't think that was real but there were videos that I came across when I was trying to dig for this that I think might have been real. And I've also found pictures and videos of treetops that were snapped off from a supposed UFO crash. And then days after, especially the day after, there were helicopters flying all over the place in Brazil, low to the ground, in pairs, all over. People were filming them the whole next day. Now, I'm going to take pictures and I'm going to take videos and I'm going to post them on the website, confessionalspodcast.com, underneath this episode description, so you can see anything that I have been able to find. If you find some stuff about this, I would definitely like you guys to email me because I'm very, very interested in this because of what supposedly happened in MAJ Brazil that night. See, they had these UFOs and everybody saw it, but apparently the Brazilian military or the U.S. military, or both, I'm not totally sure, approached these things and something happened. The UFO made a maneuver and we supposedly shot it out of the sky and it gets better from there. But I want to play you an audio from a show that I've mentioned several times on this podcast, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. He covered this last month, probably a few days after it actually happened and he had a caller call into the show that has a cousin in the military that was directly connected to this event and his cousin informed the audience as to what happened when they shot it out of the sky take a listen just got
3: word that jake uh, the guy in texas wants to talk to us about his cousin we're gonna go to him and have him give his report jake go right ahead you're on ground zero
2: very very short amount of time right now but um I just wanted to say, that thing that happened in, um, what's it called, Brazil? There's no coincidence that uh, we launched the X-37B just recently. That thing was manned. Uh-huh. And uh, what well, my cousin came around and told me, he was he told me that we shot it down, and it was supposed to be a peace package, but because we shot it down, they thought it was aggression. So um, we got to send someone up to to talk to everyone and get everything chilled out.
3: So, okay, so... The X thirty seven B was uh, was uh, was launched, but the X thirty seven B wasn't shot down.
2: No, it was, No, it wasn't. We so, shot down the UFO in Brazil.
3: So we okay. So we accidentally shot down the UFO in Brazil. Is what he said.
2: Well, so we shot it down because they thought it they were being aggressive, but they were not.
3: Oh my God! So it was being aggressive to the X thirty seven B, and we shot it down. No, no. So, what so we shot was, down the UFO craft, right? But it, okay, tell me, yeah. tell just tell me wh- what happened here because I'm, I'm asking too many questions. Go ahead.
2: We we shot down the X thirty seven last week. Shot it up. X thirty. Not 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 the X thirty seven. The UFO last week. When the X thirty seven launched this time yesterday, it was. They were initially not supposed to be manned, but they wound up scrubbing it because they had to put a man on it in order to keep the. um people out there from um, becoming aggressive when we shot that when we shot them down they did not realize that what they were doing we deemed aggressive so we need to send someone up there try to let cooler heads prevail
3: oh okay so anyway it was a misunderstanding then
1: yes all right so what you hear there is this caller calling in saying that the UFO or UFOs did a maneuver that we perceived aggressive. Therefore, we shot it out of the sky. And then we had to send up the X-37B, which is a spacecraft. The next day, we I guess we had it scheduled to go up, but it was supposed to be unmanned. And they supposedly manned it because they had to send somebody up to talk to extraterrestrials from what it sounds like and make a peace offering pretty much saying, we're sorry, we perceived it as an aggressive maneuver. Please don't start an intergalactic war with us. That's what I got from that. It's very interesting, and it gets better from here, friends. So we supposedly shoot this craft out of the sky because we perceive it to be something aggressive. Now, when this happened and this UFO crashed to the ground, There were a lot of people who said that they saw this thing crashing to the ground. There's supposed video out there that I'll share with you guys on the website. And there's actually another show called Was Ist Das? It's a German podcast and they had a caller call in that sounded like he was from Brazil talking about one of his relatives living in Maj informing him that not only did they shoot it out of the sky, but there were gunfire and explosions on the ground and supposedly the United States military shot a hole in the UFO and beings came out. One got shot
6: dead and two escaped into the forest. Check it out. I really believe something happened, something crashed on the ground of Magé in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, and what I'm talking to you at the last call about the the, the three beings came out from the the this, this ship is really, is only tell uh, for me from my wife, from a friend of of her who lives in Magé today actually today this i i don't have a video from the beings no one has a video from these beings uh, 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 or, or less on the media on the youtube don't don't ha- uh, don't don't have these videos this is a uh, information from a uh, people who lives in Magé, okay okay. Hit the ground on the one, uh, Thursday to Wednesday Wednesday night, and at the Wednesday morning, morning the army come and the the shots who people people hear from the city is shot uh, or like these uh, explosives to open the the ship, and with these three beings came out one shot and dead in the place, and two run from the forest. This is the reason for the search unstoppable of the army of the Brazilian and American army. This is what a the friend of my wife tell to us today, another day, another time today. She 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 said this to us at the Friday and today again. But I I can hear you I I I don't know if you ask me, sorry. I really want to talk with, with you about this.
1: Now, what you heard there is this caller calling in. They actually had technical difficulties during this call. Like they couldn't hear each other at certain times. It was very strange. I know some people had suggested that this was something being hacked. I'm not so sure because it might have just been a technical glitch on their end. But what you hear is this caller saying that he knows somebody that lives in Maj or Magé. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But they had reported that we shot a hole and beings came out. And one of the beings was shot dead, two escaped. And that's the reason why there were helicopters. And we have video of helicopters flying all over Brazil that day, searching for these entities. Apparently, when this happened, they actually blocked off the entire area so that nobody could get in or out because they were frantically searching for these beings. This is what has been reported. Now, there's more to this story. You see, This person called into Vasis Das podcast to talk about this experience. There's actually something else that came out recently that actually backs up his claims. There was a hacked Brazilian military radio transmission that was recorded of supposedly the military in Brazil talking about this very incident and talking about how they need to be careful approaching the UFO and seeing humanoid beings coming out of the UFO and to be careful because you don't have the protective gear that you need to approach these things. It's very shocking. And the actual audio from this transmission is in Portuguese, and I don't understand a bit of it. But fortunately, Linda Moulton Howe actually covered this story and got somebody who speaks fluent Portuguese and fluent English to translate the video, and we're going to listen to that. But before we get to that part, I actually want to play a little bit of the audio for you in Portuguese so you just know that I'm not making this up. There is actually a radio transmission that's actually done in Portuguese. I don't understand a bit of it, but we have a translation audio coming right after this little clip of the actual radio transmission that was hacked from the Brazilian military. <laughs>
0: Hello.
4: Yes, Lisa. Yes. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for your help. Um, the first thing that I would like to do is to have you uh, read the translation of that audio card. You give me in English the translation from the Portuguese that is in The audio disclaimer at the end of the YouTube tape, and my understanding is this is supposed to be hacked audio into a military radio communication about what has happened between the Brazilian military and UFOs that were videotaped and that I am showing over the city of Magé, Brazil.
0: Okay, timeline. Seven o six. Start of communication by radio between the military team. Phase one, two, three, and four. Radio noise. Number four confirms arrival at the station. Alcantara base confirms the damage of the object. An American
4: shot. What do you understand American shot means, Lisa? No. You do not understand? No, I don't. Go ahead with the rest of the translation that you have in English from Portuguese.
0: Okay. 717. Confirm if it was shot down. Radio noise. Not understandable. 726, 730, confirm position, go to the location, you will need three or four teams, there are too much material to collect, you have to take the small row, 731, if you copy paste 2, 732, by the small road, it's not possible to descend. 740. Did you copy base 3? 737. It doesn't have human appearance. Did you copy? 740. Radio noise. There are only these. There are no more. More radio noise. The others were in such a state that we can only take the ones that are here. 750. Did you copy paste too? Confused so audio, not very clear and distorted. They are talking about clothes. 754. Go with protection. Nobody is going to touch those things. 758. These bodies are not human. Over. No way we can touch on those things. till 8.08, not understandable. 8.08 till 8.11, he is talking about taking down a drone. 8.12, confirm if the equipment was taken down. 8.13, capture the equipment shot down drone. Also is to be taken to the base. Over. 815. The truck is going down by the small road. Over. 820. Positive base. Over. 823. Go taking it slowly by part till the factory and there will, and there we will see what to do. 828. It has to be taken with camouflage, over. 835, radio bullets, distorted. Everything is smashed, damaged, and there is no way we can put it there. There are more bodies inside. I have never seen such a thing. These things are not people. 845, do you copy base. 846, do not approach without proper clothes, wait till it, it arrives, take it as it is, 852, at the patio, is protected, closed, cover everything well so nothing can be seen, did you copy? 857, radio noise, 905. Retrieve all cell phones from the guards. Did you copy? Do not allow anyone to record anything. Do you copy? 913. I did copy, base 2. 915. Base 1. The American Corps from Alcantara is going to the base position and will retrieve the objects. Did you copy? 922. It is to operate within the
4: AGIA protocol. What is that translated? What is A-G-U-I-A protocol?
0: A-G-U-I-A, AGIA
4: means eagle. Means eagle. Uh huh. So this is saying this last line that all of this is to operate within the eagle protocol.
1: Uh uh-huh. All right. So there you have it. There's the audio from the hacked radio transmission that supposedly came from the Brazilian military where they're talking about approaching this downed aircraft, how to handle it, how to get it out of there and talking about what they saw, these creatures or these beings and what they looked like. There's more bodies inside. Very interesting stuff. I'm going to post the transcript from this audio on the website so you can actually read along with it as you listen if you'd like. But I'm going to be posting as much as I can as I found it on the website for you guys to listen to and think about. But some things to think about here real quick is one... Apparently there was confirmed flight radar that military planes were going from DC to Brazil at that time that this all took place. And also I want you to think about along the lines of our military, our government being involved. It was about a week later when Donald Trump announced the travel ban to Brazil and underneath the facade, maybe I say maybe of COVID 19. That was a whole thing where, you know, COVID-19 so bad there that we're not going to be traveling to or from Brazil. Maybe this had actually something to do with it. Maybe there was something so serious going on in Brazil that they had to shut it off. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that just last week, there was video circulating around Twitter of Brazilian officials. I think it was the Brazilian parliament or something like that, going into hospitals that were supposedly locked up. Nobody could get in or out because COVID-19 was so bad there. And it's on video. These people that work for the government of Brazil kind of like push their way through the doors to see this whole thing. And the whole hospital that I saw on video was empty, completely empty. There was like no patients there whatsoever. And I have no idea what they were saying because I don't understand it. The whole thing was in Portuguese, but it was very interesting to see that happen as well. So is there a cover up when it comes to this idea that MAJ Brazil might have had the modern Area 51 happen just last month in May during the COVID-19 pandemic? Very, very interesting stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed some of this information I shared with you. Let's get to Ryan right now. This is
5: Alan Free downtown, folks. There's a big crowd here. The police are thinning out the crowd here, folks, and we can see that the spaceship has actually landed. For an on-the-spot report, we switch you to Al Jasbo Collins. Yes, friends, here we are. And the police are trying to open the door of the strange craft.
0: Off the of Tokyo. The entire city is mesmerized by a <laughs> of <Our> the valley. <laughs> An unidentified enemy has reached our coastline in a swift, attack. <laughs> right now, one thing is clear. The
5: world is at war.
2: I want them to think whatever they think. They do say, I mean, I've, see, I've seen and I've read and I've heard and I did have one very brief meeting on it, but people are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly. It's not particular. Do you think you'd know if there were evidence of extraterrestrials? Well, I think my great, our great pilots would know. Pilots would know. Pilots would know. Pilots would know. But still, the rockets, but still, the rockets, but still.
3: still, You've used up everything you can and more. I'm going to turn you off. The ship slid to a halt at the edge of a vast city that reflected the icy glare of the moonlight.
5: Speak
3: up! But still, the rockets, but still, the rockets, but
5: still. We are not destroying anything.
2: watch it, you'll be the first to to know.
1: right. Today, we got Ryan on the show. Ryan from Northwest Ohio. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you, doing? I'm doing good, man. So the reason why I say Northwest Ohio is because when we first connected, I asked you where you're from and I was thinking you were going to say West Virginia or something like that from the content we're going to be covering today. You said Ohio. I'm thinking, okay, Southeastern Ohio, because he's definitely got a Southern accent. And you're like, nope, Born and raised in northwestern Ohio. I'm like how does that happen? <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Yeah man, it's really cool, but I'm glad you reached out and talked to us because uh you are the first person that contacted me that has a Mothman experience. And so I'm really interested to hear about what you experienced. So if you could just start from the beginning, how did this all unfold for you and what happened?
7: All right. So I have family down in West Virginia, and they they live in like the hills of West Virginia. I mean, it takes 45 minutes to get up to their place that they live at and stuff like that. And this happened back when I was about five years old. I'm 25 now, going to be 26. So this is like 27 years ago when this happened. But So what happened was my parents were getting married down in West Virginia, because that's where my dad's family is from. So we go down there for the wedding, and the first few nights are completely fine. Um, my parents got married, they're at their reception and everything. And the place we were staying at is actually my grand aunt's house. And at the time, she had like an enclosed front porch area, and that's where all the kids were staying, and all the parents are in the basement and stuff like that, sleeping. So about I would say a day or so after my parents' wedding, which is probably like three or four days after we got to West Virginia. Um, I'm sleeping like normal, the front porch and everything. And I just start having this weird feeling. Like I, I was dreaming at the time, but I started having this weird feeling. And I started having this, this weird dream that I've never had before. And um, so this dream was, I was in this pitch black area like it is pitch black to start out, and then I started seeing like a l- little bit of light from the moon, and I was just I just see these trees, but I had this weird presence, and you know I'm five years old, so I I start freaking out and I start running in this dream. Well, I'm running and running and run, and that's all that happened. I woke up the next morning, and you know there was nothing. I I, I just kind of played off as a bad dream and stuff like that so i had that dream one more night that we stayed in west virginia and i just had this weird feeling the entire you know dream and stuff like that but i didn't know what was going on so we go back to ohio and for the next like two to three years i had this same exact dream like two to three times a week and i would just like wake up with these weird scratches i would be sweating and. You know, I, I didn't know what was going on, but I was still having this dream. And I didn't want to tell my parents at the time because, you know, I'm five, six years old. And one of my favorite shows actually was uh, Curse the Cowardly Dog on TV. And, you know, that show was kind of weird. And my mom didn't like me watching it. So I was scared as you know, if I tell her that I'm having these weird dreams, she would, you know stop me from watching this show so you know I didn't watch it or I didn't tell him about it so um after those dreams and everything it's you know they go on for two to three years and we go back we actually go back to West Virginia after they get married it was like three years later like I've had these dreams so we go back to West Virginia the first few nights I didn't have any of these dreams and I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm used to having these like two or three nights a week. Well, then one of the nights I just started having that weird feeling again. And it was same exact as before running through this forest. I could just feel something like either chasing me or something or just watching me. I just had this weird feeling. So that dream happened. And then the next night, um, I'm laying there, I'm sleeping, and we're still in this front porch area. And, you know, I just started having a really, really, really bad feeling, like something I've never had happen before. So this dream starts out the same like it always does. I'm running through this forest and stuff like that. Well, then this time, as I'm running, I start to see, like, a brighter light. It couldn't make out what it was. And as I'm getting closer in this dream, I see, like, an outline of a house, but I couldn't tell what type of house it was. So I get to it, and I'm standing there. i stop in the dream. I'm just standing there, and I'm, like, frozen. I can't move or anything. Well, then I, like, I look over, and I just see this shadow figure, and it's got, like, red eyes, and I didn't know what it was. It freaked me out. So... I'm just standing there frozen, looking at this thing. And it's just looking towards that outline of the house area. And I'm just, I don't know what to do. I'm just frozen. I can't wake up or anything. Well, then we actually had our dog with us this time. And I woke up to this dog growling. I don't know why I woke up, but this, I mean, this dog was probably one of the nicest dogs I've ever met. She never growled at anyone, never barked at anyone but she just starts growling and it wakes me up and she's staring out this window and I'm like, what are you staring at? And at this time I'm like eight years old or something like that. So I'm like staring out this window, trying to figure out what she's growling at. And probably 200 feet from the house in the wooded area, I just see these red eyes just staring right at me. And I froze. I mean, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't couldn't think, couldn't do anything. I'm just frozen. And I just this weird like dark feeling that you know this thing's just watching me. So I start to stand up and the entire time I'm thinking I'm like please God just please make this thing go away from me. please you know make it leave me alone. And as I'm going to the light, I see this thing just start to turn around and as it's turning around I just see I don't know if his arms or you know wings or something just spread out and just take off and it's nothing I've ever seen before I mean these red eyes were staring right back at me and it made me freeze I had this dark feeling but then you know as soon as I started asking for help this thing was just turntailed and run And I know it wasn't a person because it's like three o'clock in the morning and to get up to where my aunt lives, it's like a 35 minute drive winding in and out of this mountain area. And I, to this day, I honestly do not know what it was, but I know that through the Mothman, like, you know, stories and stuff they only live like an hour, maybe an hour and fifteen minutes away from where all that took place at. So it, it to this day I just those red eyes, I just I, I don't know how to explain it.
1: Yeah, I mean the red eyes are definitely something that kinda makes you feel like you know, it's a clue as to what it could be. And the Mothman stories are uh very compelling and the whole thing about Mothman, uh I can understand why you draw those connections when you were dreaming about this and you saw the red eyes didn't you say it actually stood up and raised its arms out just like it did when you were looking at it through the window
7: yeah yeah it like it kind of like moved its arms and started to like stretch them out and that was in the dream and you know i thought hey this is just a bad dream you know i mean but it was just weird that i've had the same exact dream for two to three years after my first experience where I felt like something was there with me, just staring at me, but I could never see anything. And just, it's just, I I don't know how to explain it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, uh, when you were five and this first happened, you felt like something was, you know, with you. It almost feels like to me, something maybe attached itself to you and, uh, knew you returned when you came back a few years later uh, it, it, that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, because it, it's just interesting how you started having these dreams after you had that feeling the first time around and you continue to have those dreams. It's almost like it was calling you, which is weird to think about and scary to think about, but it was like it, it never left you. And when you came back, it knew it and it was time to reveal itself. Uh, when it stood up and raised its arms out, did it have wings is, or was it arms? Do you, do, or couldn't you really tell?
7: You know, it it was, like I said, it's like three o'clock in the morning. To me, it just looked like something just raised. I mean, it kind of looked like a fabric type thing. Like, you know, like if someone would have like a cape or something, I mean, it's silly to explain it like that, but it just like raised up and then I saw it like raised down and then it just took off. So to, I mean, eight years old, I'm thinking, I mean, is this a person like, you know at that time it's like when these things aren't real i mean there's no way these things are real so i mean i just kind of thought you know maybe it's someone playing a joke but then as i've gotten older and stuff i have thinking back to the story and stuff it's like there's no way someone's gonna walk up that mountain at three four o'clock in the morning when it takes 45 minutes to get up to where she lives at and that mountain is filled with you know all these types of animals like mountain lions and stuff like that. But this thing was definitely not one of those. Cause this thing was on like, it was on two feet standing up and it was probably, I would say normal human height.
1: So when you say that it took off, do you mean it took off like it ran off or do you think it, or was it like it jumped into the air and it was gone?
7: Yeah. When it took off, it kind of like, it didn't go like a, it didn't like take off like 10 feet in the air. It took off like three or four feet off the air and it kind of looked like a jump. But I mean, this thing took off fast. I mean, I, it was gone in like half a second and.
1: Is it hard for you to think about this experience all these years later? Is this something that like haunts you?
7: Yeah. Like right now I'm telling it, I'm getting like the chill talking about it because you know, I was, five to eight years old when this happened and you know it's something that i've never been able to put my finger on it's like you know i've heard all these other different stories and but this one it kind of freaked me out because it felt like this thing was like like you said like attaching it to myself like i had these dark dark like like a presence that was with me and it kind of creeped me out especially when we came back to ohio i mean it, I don't know. I, I always felt like something was like, I don't know, like when I was, had those dreams and stuff, it just felt like something was always there. Like something was always watching me or chasing me or something. And I mean, there was times I was five, six years old. I couldn't sleep at night, but I didn't want to tell my parents because I liked the TV shows and stuff. that I liked watching and I didn't want to get in trouble for watching those and not be able to watch them anymore. So I was just kind of scared. And I mean, it was just weird because I, like I said, I would wake up sweating. I would have like these scratches, like, you know, like you're running through the woods, you get these scratches, but I, I could never explain them. And I just played it off so as, oh yeah, having a recess and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, man. It's definitely interesting. And the fact that, you know, I like, like you said, I don't think that was a person. Uh, what person is going to come up into that area that you described at night? To have hopefully a random experience where they get to scare a kid through a window, and how would they even know that you stood that you were looking out the window? I mean, it's dark out. I'm assuming.
7: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's three, four o'clock in the morning when this happened. It's pitch black out. on the. They live on a mountain. I mean, like I said, it takes forty five minutes to get up there. There's barely any street lights. There's, I mean, there's electricity up there, but there's no like barely. There's maybe three or four streetlights on the entire mountain but where she lived at there was no streetlights so all you could go off was was this small spotlight that pointed down at the front door but it didn't point out into the woods and stuff like that so it's like i i know it wasn't a person i just i I don't know what it was it was just weird that when i started you know asking god to help me and stuff like that that it kind of turned tail and ran
1: yeah. I mean, that is interesting. I mean, uh, do you've had a lot of time to think about this and with the idea of it being Mothman, and it sounds like it could be a, a Mothman experience. And, you know, I know that's probably what you're leaning towards. What, what are your thoughts on what Mothman could be? I mean, do you think it's like a monster and a cryptid a demon? What do you think? An alien?
7: I mean, what, First, made me want to tell this story was you guys did a think tank a while back, and I forget who mentioned it, but he mentioned something about Mothman maybe being a demon and these demons taking forms of these creatures to try to attach to people and stuff like that. And that's what really made me start thinking about this story again, because I mean, I put it in the back of my head for years. I mean, I didn't want to think about it and stuff like that. And then I listened to that episode and it kind of brought just everything forward again. Like, Oh, you know, this actually happened. Like, I, I don't know why I put it in the back of my head for so long. I mean, but yeah, I listened to that think tank and I forget what episode it was, but you guys were talking about cryptids and stuff like that and how they may be demons and stuff like that. Because like dog, man, you know, if you, Pray to God and stuff like that. There's been a lot of encounters where this thing will turn tail and run.
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's one of those things where we don't know what these creatures are. All we do know is what people tell us happens when they encounter them, and so that's what we go off of. And so we're not trying to say, yeah, dog man, Bigfoot, or demons or uh, whatever. Like, I mean some of us have our opinions and thoughts on it what we lean towards, but none of us on that show, and I think it was episode 72, the one you're referencing, uh, none of us actually, you know, want to come across as somebody who says, this is exactly what it is. Uh, because we don't know, we don't know. But, um, it, from what it sounds like it definitely, Oh, (laughs) I was, I almost spilled water on myself, but, uh, From what it sounds like to me, uh, it definitely sounds like you know you could have had some kind of demonic encounter at the very least. If it wasn't a Mothman experience, uh, the red eyes thing is something that really kind of tips me off towards uh, you know turning my head sideways a little bit because uh, a lot of times people have these red-eyed experiences, and it's not always with the Mothman or demons. Sometimes it's with a Dogman. Sometimes it's with a Sasquatch, and it's like you know. I think I even said it on the episode 72. Sometimes like you're looking at all these experiences and you're like trying to compare notes and you're thinking okay this person had red eyes this person had red eyes but they're talking about two different things maybe there's something else going on here that we don't really totally understand you know.
7: Yeah. Yeah, it's just I've never seen like eyes like that before even like an animal with like a light hits on that night or whatever I've never seen some I mean they were like bright red and just the way they're looking at me—it—it it kind of, it, you know—it still freaks me out thinking about it. Like I said, I'm getting chills just sitting here talking about this because, to this day, I—I I still don't know what was there staring at me and what its intentions were.
1: Yeah, and I don't think you'll ever really and truly know what it was or what its intentions were. But uh, you have this memory, and uh, it's terrifying, man. I can't imagine being an eight-year-old and seeing what you saw, or you know, seven, whatever you were. So, um. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, but have you ever talked to anybody else about this that lives in that area? Has anybody ever relayed similar stories to you?
7: No. I mean, this is really the first time I've talked out loud about it. I mean, it at the time, you know, like I said, I didn't want to, you know, get in trouble and stuff like that and I didn't want people to think, you know, all oh, this kid's crazy, he's seeing stuff. And, you know, ever since I started listening to your show, It's like, you know, I'm not crazy. There's other people out there that have seen stuff like this. And I need to share it because, you know, it could help someone out down the road and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, well, I I thank you very much for coming forward and sharing it because, you know, there's been times that I've had somebody on the show sharing experience that kind of hasn't been shared before on the show. And then I get emails saying, you know, I heard that person, whatever, and I saw the same exact thing and I don't want to come on the show. I just want to confirm that, you know, they're not the only ones that have seen something like that. I've seen something like that too, you know? So that happens a lot. And so I appreciate you coming forward and sharing uh that experience. Now, uh, has this experience pushed you in a certain direction in life? I mean, because I know you've had uh some paranormal experiences and you've had uh, a UFO experience. And I'm assuming they came after this initial experience. Do you think that th- those other experiences wouldn't have happened if you didn't have the first one?
7: Um, yeah, because all these experiences, like paranormal and like UFO and stuff like that, it happened. I mean, I was like 12 or 13 when I first had like my first paranormal experience. So it was like a couple years after that. So I don't know if it like attached it to myself and then like I repelled it away. But then you know it opened up this door to like you know another like spiritual world or something like that. But yeah, it all these experiences and stuff like that happened after this first experience happened.
1: All right, so why don't you kind of go into some of it now? Uh, we were talking earlier, and I initially said to you that I'd like to talk to you about the UFO experience first. After we talked about the 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 Mothman stuff, but if you could go into the things that happened after the mothman experience, whatever it was, uh, go into that first. Let's keep it chronological.
7: All right. So after all that happened that second time, I mean, I didn't have another dream about that thing. You know, I've never had another dream about it. And probably a year, a year or two after that experience, we ended up moving into a, uh, a new house and this house was built in, 19, 1920s, something like that. And there's an old farmhouse, and um, down in the basement, you know, it had like the old like wood burning stove and stuff like that that you would fill and it would heat the house. And it also had another room where they would stick their meat and stuff like that for in the winter and stuff like that. But you know, every time I went down there, I just had this this weird feeling something was watching me. And I would hear stuff like footsteps and all this stuff. And, you know, I just kind of played it off. I know, you know, it's nothing. Well, then, you know, as time goes on, I start hearing more stuff at nighttime. And it's always around, you know, 3 to 4 o'clock in the morning is when I wake up and I start hearing this stuff. And there's been a couple times where I wake up because I feel something watching me. But when I wake up, there's nothing there. But in my room, I used to have a flag on the back of the door. And the only time this flag moved is if the door moved or if something walked by it or whatever. And I always shut my door and I didn't have fans on or anything. And there was multiple times where I would feel something watching me. And then when I woke up, I would look up and this flag was waving. And it's just kind of weird because, you know, that flag never moved unless that door opened or if you walked by it real fast or, you know, stuff like that so that was some of the first things that were happening when we moved into that house and you know, every so often I would just hear footsteps when I was home by myself and it always came from like either the basement, if I was upstairs or it would happen in the second floor or all the bedrooms where I'd be downstairs and I would just hear footsteps up there, but I was the only one home. And back then, I mean, even if I go stay on my parents' now. There by myself, like watching the dogs, and it still happens. Like, I still hear those footsteps, and it's just really weird. So, the one experience that really kind of freaked me out at my parents' house, it actually happened to my mom, also. And you know, it all this stuff only ever happened if like people were sleeping or if there's one person there or whatever. So, it was in the summertime, I was in high school at the time. And it was in the summertime, so I'm the only one there. Uh, my mom's at work, my dad's at work, and my brother, he was he was out doing something. So it was just me and the dogs and stuff there. And I had gotten up early in the morning to go to weightlifting for soccer. So I came back. It's like, oh, i want going to take a nap. I've I've got nothing to do today. So I'm laying on the couch, and... You know, I just hear this noise like the door shutting. And I'm so tired at the time. I had a headache also. So I'm just laying on the couch. You know, I'm like, I'm not even going to pay attention. It's probably someone coming home early or whatever, like my brother or my mom coming home. So I'm sitting there and the dogs start going nuts in the kitchen. And they always, those two dogs that were in the kitchen, they always went nuts. That's where they hung out at. So, I mean, if someone walked in there, they went nuts. So, I just kind of brushed it off and they all came home, and, you know, they're just hanging out in the kitchen for now. Well, then I start hearing footsteps walking towards the living room, and, you know, the couch I was laying on was like an L-shaped couch. I was laying on the one side, and the dog we had was just sitting there growling, like protecting me, like all up against me and stuff like that. And then I felt something like sit down on the couch. And then I finally snapped to it and looked over and there's like, you know, absolutely nothing there. So it, you know, it kind of freaked me out. So my mom comes home like an hour or two later. And I asked her, I was like, Hey, did did you have someone come in the house earlier? And she's like, no, why? And I, I started telling her this story, and as I'm telling it, her eyes start getting real big, and her face just starts to go white. And she goes, you know, the same exact thing happened to me about two days ago. And, you know, it was just kind of weird that the same exact thing happened within a couple days from each other.
1: Yeah, and you actually find that, I imagine you would find that comforting knowing that, uh, you know, an adult saw the same thing you saw.
7: Yeah, it just, i that the house that they live in is just kind of weird. I mean, like I said, it's an older house. You know, I hear stuff all the time. You know, that's not the only thing that's happened. I mean, at one point, I had my ex-girlfriend there living with me and my parents, and I was at work one night, And I worked third shift at the local college. I was a security officer over there. And I worked third shift. And it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. She's the only one there, just the dogs or whatever. And she calls me, and she's like frantic. like She's like, I think someone's in the basement. And I was like, what? I was like, no one's there. She's like, I can hear footsteps down there, like real loud footsteps. And I swear I hear people talking down there. I was like, what are you talking, I was like, there's no way, the only way to get into the basement was through a door through the kitchen, or there's a small window, I mean, a child maybe would fit through it, but that's all, I mean, no adult can fit through there, I was like, what are you talking about, there's no way no one can get in, and she's freaking out, she's like, I'm telling you, I can hear footsteps right now as we're talking, and I can hear her talking, and I was like, are you sure, and she's like, well, just stop, So I get in the truck and I drive home. It's like a two minute drive. And I actually have a, my partner with me at the time that we're on shift with. And he comes with me and I tell him, I'll telling him the entire way there. She's like, I'm like, she's freaking out. There's, she thinks there's someone in the basement. Uh, I need to go check this out. So we both go over there and I mean, we go down in there. I turn the lights on we have our flashlights and we're looking around. Absolutely nothing down there, not even an animal or whatever. And like I said, the only way to get through is like a small window that maybe a child could fit through. I mean, we've had animals crawl through that window. We had to go down there and or call pest control or something to come get it out because there's no way of getting back out that window. it's just weird that, you know, she said she heard these footsteps, people talking and all this stuff. But when we get there, there's absolutely nothing going on.
1: It's very interesting. So uh, these paranormal experiences that you had uh, all happened after the Mothman, but before the UFO experience, right? Yeah.
7: Yeah. And, you know, when I worked at ONU also, um, well, the college or whatever that's here, um, there was a bunch of other stuff that went on. I mean, me and my partner or whatever, uh, or the guy I was working with, we would, go in buildings and you know there's one building it's an old music it's where the music department goes and stuff like that and it's one two o'clock in the morning is when we lock the building up no one's in there i mean we check every room in there and as we're locking up we turn all the lights off and we just start hearing a piano play and we're both beside each other we're like did you check all the rooms i was like yeah i was like there's no one in here So we start walking down where the piano is playing at and towards the end of the back of the building, there's rooms that where piano people can go in and, you know, practice and stuff like that. We go down there and all the doors are open and there's no one in there. And we're sitting there staring at each other. Like what the heck was that?
1: Yeah. I mean, do you, what what do you think it was?
7: I, uh, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, they, they, they say that that campus is haunted. There's been a bunch of like spottings and stuff like that. And people reporting strange things at the campus. And we we honestly don't know what it was, to be honest. I mean, we both looked at each other and we got the heck out of there because we didn't know. Cause we didn't see anything. It, it freaked both of us out.
1: Yeah. I can understand that, man, for sure. Uh, where does this UFO experience play in? Because I'm really interested in this. <laughs>
7: All right, so me, th- this happened back in 2013 or something like that. Um, I was dating this girl at the time, and she lived down in the country. And we had just gone back from, I think we went to the movies or something like that. So we're taking back roads back to her house and stuff like that, and we're just driving. And we both look up. And there's just like this bluish orange glow, just like streaking through the sky. And my first thought was, I actually said out loud, I was like, oh, hey, look, a shooting star. And as soon as I say that, like, not even like four or five seconds later, this thing just stops, like, dead stops and is like hovering there for like, you know, 20, 30 seconds. And I mean, this thing is like, all I could see was this bluish-orange light. I couldn't make out the shape of it. But it was probably good, I'd say, half a mile to a mile ahead of us. And it's probably, you know, four 500, 600 feet in the air or something like that. But it just, like, stops. And it's just hovering there. And we're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's all cornfields and everything else where she lives at. And it just stops, and it hovers there for 15 to 20 seconds. And we, I actually pulled over to the side of the road and got out of the car and was, like, staring at it. And I didn't know what it was. She was out of the car staring at it. And after, like, 20 seconds or so, this thing does, like, a 180 and just shoots off back into the sky and, like, disappears. And we stood there for, like, three to four minutes just, like, not even talking, like, Staring like, what in the heck was that thing?
1: How far was it from you?
7: Uh, like I said, it's probably about maybe a half mile, half mile to a mile in between that distance.
1: Okay, and you don't remember having? <laughs> I hate saying it like that, but do you do you recall, or do you feel like you had any lost time of any kind?
7: Um, you know thinking back I honestly can't remember and she like I remember like just being still like and we didn't say anything and then we both kind of like snapped out of it and looked at each other and was like what in the heck was that and I honestly did not pay attention to the time on like the dashboard and stuff like that but it was probably like you know 11 o'clock at night and I mean we just stood there and I honestly don't even remember like kind of snapping out of it. I just remember looking at her and going, what in the heck was that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, the, re- the reason why I asked that is because the way you reacted afterwards, you know, kind of like snapping out of it. I just wasn't sure if that meant you might have had missing time or what, because, you know, the Mothman experience you had, I feel like sometimes experiences people have early in life kind of like, um uh, I don't know, uh, precursed their life in a certain direction when it comes to paranormal activity. And uh, I just sometimes wonder if, like, what you experienced as a kid with the Mothman thing is a direct correlation to what you've experienced the rest of your life. But uh, it it may not be either, you know? Like, it. I don't think you've shared anything that makes me feel like it's directly correlated to the Mothman.
7: Yeah. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I've had like a bunch of weird things happen that I, I can't explain. And I honestly don't think I'll ever be able to explain. But, you know, it just that that story about the Mothman or whatever it was. It, like I said, I put it in the back of my head. I didn't talk about it with anyone. And then, you know, I heard it on your show and it kind of just brought everything forward. And I mean, I listened to that show, you know, a while ago. And I just now reached out because, you know, I was kind of, I was just freaking out, like about everything I was remembering and all this stuff, because, you know, I was eight years old and this thing was like, I don't know if it's trying to attach it to myself or, or what, but I mean, it was just weird that I had these dreams for two to three years after that first experience, almost the same exact dream, two to three times a week. And after that second experience, they just stopped. Like, I haven't had that dream ever since.
1: You know, that would have been a good question for me to ask. I didn't even think about that until <laughs> just now. So the the dreams actually stopped after that second experience.
7: Yeah, after I, you know, after like I said, after I asked God to, you know, take this thing away and leave me be and stuff like that, the dreams stopped. I haven't had the dream since. And it's just weird that I had those dreams for two to three years. And then after that second experience and I asked for help, they completely stopped like no dream since then.
1: That's interesting, man. Well, I mean, at least it's leaving you with some uh, peace of mind at least, you know, but, um, do you ever feel like you could, do you ever wish that you could go back and just understand what happened more? I mean, with whatever you saw, do you wish you had an affirmative answer as to what it was?
7: Yeah. I mean, looking back, I wish it would have happened when I was a little bit older so I could try to, you know, figure it out more. Because, like, I mean, I was five to eight years old at the time. I didn't know what it was. I mean, you know, I still don't know what it is. I just, I wish I was a little bit older when it happened. That way, you know, it didn't affect me as much. But who knows, it could have still affected me just as much when I was older.
1: Yeah, well, judging by what other people's experiences have been with the Mothman, it really isn't uh, age-specific. So, I mean, uh, it definitely could have affected you big time as an adult uh, from what I hear about the Mothman. Uh, It's definitely some scary stuff, man, but uh, I appreciate you coming forward and sharing it, man, because it's definitely interesting.
7: Yeah, like I said, I mean, I don't think I'll ever figure out you know what this stuff is i don't think anyone will i mean unless there's like direct contact with you know multiple people at once and it gets recorded or something like that
1: yeah that'd be a dream scenario wouldn't it i mean <laughs> if something if everything that happens that's crazy in the world to people would happen to mass amounts of people every time that'd be great because then there'd be no uh, questioning it you know if they had it on video like anything that's a, an anomaly. In life, if it could happen just in Times Square every time. So there's, you know, thousands of people around, tons of cameras, different angles. We catch it on video, be great. But unfortunately, that's not how it works.
7: Yeah. And that's like that UFO or whatever it was encounter. Um, It was 2013, but I still had one of those old flip phones. So, you know, the recording on those things wouldn't have been that great. And I'd even think about getting my phone out. And, you know, she didn't have a smartphone at the time either. So, you know, the recording on those things are awful. Even if we wanted to record what it was, you know, it would just came out as a blur.
1: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's honestly a typical thing as far as people's reactions go. Uh People aren't researchers, you know. Most people that experience these things are just normal people that have, you know, a weird experience. And their first reaction isn't to pull their phone out and film it. Their first reaction is, What the heck is going on here? Because they don't think about these things, you know? And so when it happens, they're just in awe.
7: Yeah, and it just some of the stuff, I mean, even when I, like I said, when I was working at the college and stuff like that, just some of the stuff, I can't explain it. I mean, I would go through, turn all the lights off, and then I drive by four or five minutes later and lights are turned back on and no one else has a key to that building except for security and maintenance and maintenance wasn't working at the time so it's like what the heck i just turned those lights off so it's just some of the stuff you can't explain and it's just it's just weird stuff that happens
1: exactly it's some it's some stuff that you can't explain it just happens and, and that's the case for most people it happens it just it just happens it's not like they try to you know bring it on or anything like that it just happens to them
7: Yep, And I mean, I honestly wouldn't want to wish anything like what I experienced on anyone. Cause like I said, to this day, I'm still, like I said, just sitting here talking about it. My hairs are standing up everywhere. I'm getting the chills. It's just, it's, it freaked me out and I'm still freaked out about it.
1: Yeah, I can understand, man. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me about it and sharing with the audience. It's definitely something that I think people should at least be aware of that is still happening and can happen to you pretty much at any age and any time.
7: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I said, I just wanted to put it out there just in case someone else is experienced and they don't want to talk about it because they think they're crazy or something like that. It's like, no, this stuff happens to people. I mean, there's others out there that have experienced this stuff. You don't have to be alone and stuff like that.
1: Exactly right. You don't have to be alone. And, uh, you know, you're not the first person to experience Mothman and you're, you're certainly not going to be the last. I'm sure of it.
7: Exactly. It's just something that happens. And if it does to you, just know that you're not alone.
1: Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends because that's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. Just share it with your friends. I don't care how you share the show. Just share the show. If you enjoyed this or you enjoyed any of the shows that I've ever put out, please share the show. Thank you very much for being here. And until next week, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.